0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: And you just heard the number to call in and be a part of Calvary Live to ask your questions and to be able to give your prayer requests. Welcome everyone to today's edition of Calvary Live. I'm your host for this hour, Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, and I am here in studio ready to take your questions and to also take your prayer request. So you just heard the number to be able to call in, and the number is 303-690-3000. We have open lines. Grab one of those open lines early. It's great to do that early in the show. That way you can get on uh, the air, and uh, you won't have to wait or be put on hold. So I invite you to grab... one of those open lines right away, and we'll get right into the show three oh three six nine oh three thousand this of course is the program where you get the uh, listener call in and ask questions about the Bible or perhaps uh, maybe uh, you got a question about our worldview about certain things that are going on. Uh, what does the Bible have to say about it? what uh, does the Lord say that we are to conduct ourselves? In the days in which we are living in. So very important. We go to God's Word uh, to get answers, to get truth. Uh, so 303 also as Hebrew four declares to us, that we can go to the throne of grace in time of need. And what a privilege it is for us to be able to do that. And I know that as we are well into a new year now, uh, with the first uh, week or so that is over with, um, we have prayer needs and perhaps there's some things that you are facing or that you are in the midst of that uh, is bringing you uh, perhaps some discouragement or maybe some challenges or maybe you're going through some loss. We want to be able to minister to you. We want to be able to pray for you and to give you the comfort of the Lord and the comfort of His Word. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. There's a second means for you to be able to ask a question or to be able to give a prayer request, and that's a dedicated text line. It's for texting only. No one will answer this line at 720 But you can text it in, and as time allows in the show, we'll go to the text questions and prayer requests. And as always, I always uh, want to remind you to be safe when you are texting. Be in a safe place, and we're looking forward to what the Lord has for us. So welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the Front Range in Colorado and uh, up in the southern Wyoming. We want to welcome those listening on Truth and Hope FM on the East Coast. And uh, welcome to the show. Um, And then also, on all all the online listeners, that audience is growing as you are listening online. Uh, We encourage you to uh, always download the uh, app on your smartphones or tablets. Just go to Grace FM and you can do that. It is free, great resource, great Bible teaching 24 7. We are so blessed to have Grace FM here in Colorado. Powerful signal all along the front range. It covers 80% of the population in Colorado. Uh, so continue to support Grace FM. Support your local Christian radio station, those of you on the East Coast, and uh, online listeners uh, be praying for us. And so we're looking forward to what the Lord has. I see that the lines are starting to... Fill up already. We still got an open line, but let's go ahead and start. Let's start with Lauren in Denver. Hi, Lauren. Hi, good afternoon. How are you?
4: I'm well. How are you, sir?
3: Um, I'm doing good. Thanks for calling Calvary Live.
4: Thanks. Um, I think my question mainly revolves around the chapter of Exodus 21. Uh-huh. And it's a, it's a tough chapter to get through. Um, and I was wondering
1: if you could recommend any resources available to, that really unpack this chapter in depth.
3: Yeah, I, I think, you know, to find an in-depth of the Old Testament sometimes can be a challenge. And on those um, passages, I know for me, teaching through Exodus, there's a number of resources that I use. One of the things that you might want to Look up is called Blue Letter Bible, and on Blue Letter Bible, there's a number of good Bible teachers that you can listen to the teachings, or they have commentaries on uh, through the Bible. And so that's one resource, a, a good resource for you. Uh, I like to use a good resource through the Bible is the one who is called the Pastor of Pastors, and that's Warren Worsby. I got his comment, you know, Terry on. Um, you know the the whole bible um he recently has gone home to be with the lord but when you get into those um you know texts about uh concerning servants and violence and animal controls and responsibility of properties um it's you know they explain it very well and and how so it the applies to
1: bible us and Warren
3: yeah, go to Blue Letter Bible on your computer, and it'll pull up. And there's all kinds of resources there, and that's a good general resource to go to is Blue Letter Bible. And then Warren Worsby has a commentator commentary, excuse me. We always have that in our bookstore, and it seems like it always goes. There's other commentaries that I have, like John Corson Application Commentary of the Old Testament. John Corson, I think, is one of the uh, best Bible teachers that there is out there, that, for really understanding. He makes it applicable. He he applies it to our lives, and we really need that when we come to the Old Testament. So John Corson, uh, the Old Testament uh, commentary, he has three books, and um, a lot of people have been tremendously blessed uh, by his commentary as well. So that's where you can begin, and Thank I you. think that I think those are good resources for you.
4: Wonderful. Thank you so much.
3: Did you have any specific questions about um, Exodus 21?
4: Uh, Not specifically. I just wanted to um, read a lot more of the history and the background on it before um, I formed, obviously, an opinion where I went one direction or another. Um, So I just wanted to
1: make sure I was reading
4: it with all the correct
1: uh, information available.
3: Yeah, and and I think that they will give you correct information. And some of those passages, um, Lauren, can be, when it comes to servants or slaves, Mm -hmm. can be, you know, something that's uh, in our culture, of course, um, we look at it as such a negative way. But I think that they will bring some clarity of what was going on historically and uh, what God is telling them. And, um, you know, it's it's sometimes uh, in Exodus twenty one. It's been a passage of a hotbed of controversy because it's right. dealing with slavery, and right. um, but <laughs> and it that was, was just something oh,
1: that I wanted to make sure
4: that if I mm-hmm. have friends who ask me about it, I'm not giving them misinformation.
3: Yeah, and and so you know, it was deeply embedded in their the fabric of Hebrew society. So the Lord has given them. Um, some guidelines in that. And so anyway, I think that's going to be a huge help to you, those resources to further study it.
4: Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time.
3: All right. Thank you. God bless you.
4: God bless you. Have a good day.
3: You too. Have a good weekend. 303 One of the things I really appreciate about the Bible, it does, uh, you know, address those hard topics that are in the Old Testament. And uh and you can address it and look at it. But the thing to always remember that um that you know, the Lord would bring protection, he would bring rights to them during that time and it's something that you can study further and and um you never want to look at God's word in a negative light or and God given the law in a negative way. Um but we know that the Lord uh wanted to do what was good and what was right. Uh, because the Lord is good and right. So I hope, Lauren, that you find some good commentary on that to help you understand it. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Uh, To be on the air, we got a a couple open lines. When somebody hangs up, uh, I think we got one open line. That means one is open. So let's go to Denver, where we're going to talk to Nick. Hi, Nick. Nick, are you there? Nick on line two. Maybe that he's not there. Hi Nick, are you there?
5: I'm here. How are you doing, sir?
3: Good. How are you today? I'm doing all right, thank you. Yeah, what can we do for you?
2: So I have a prayer request. I just came across a guy, um, I'm a delivery driver and I was picking some stuff up at a vendor. And he was talking to me. His mom was just recently in a car accident. And uh, he said she is home, but she is in kind of rough shape. So, and I don't know if they're saved or not. So, my prayer request would be that the Lord can heal her and, you know, they can come to know Christ and seeing the works of God in her life. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that, that we always want. We want to pray for people for the physical healing. But more than anything, the greatest need for us is the, the spiritual healing and it is coming to Jesus and having our sins be forgiven. So good prayer requests, Nick. And Father, we do pray for this one that uh, he just met and whose mom was in a car accident. Um, You know how serious her injuries are, her physical injuries. We do pray for healing, and we do pray that you would just be with all those, uh, the doctors, nurses, whoever, uh, family that is ministering to her at this point, and uh we pray that you would make her body stronger, her body would heal, that you would um bring that to her, but Lord, more than anything, we pray that she would come to know Jesus, that uh there would be those in um her place. We don't know if she has a family that is christian uh, where her spiritual uh you know um condition is uh but Lord, we just pray that you would soften her heart that she would come to know you through this experience, through the difficulties, that you would use those, uh, perhaps a hospital chaplain, uh, perhaps a family member, or one of the even medical team uh, that is a believer, that you bring and speak truth into her life, and Lord, that she would come to know you. She would come to know you as Lord and Savior, and that her sins are forgiven as she puts her faith and trust in you. So we just lift her up to you. I thank you for Nick, who uh, is uh, just sensitive enough and caring enough to to pray for this lady and to call in, and we just lift her up to you for you to show yourself strong on her behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, Nick. God bless you. Have a good weekend.
5: Hey, you too.
3: Yes, I will. All right. 303-690-3000, 303 690 3000 You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs. We got two open lines. So give me a call. Maybe you got a question about the Bible. Uh, maybe there is a someone that you want prayer for, a family member, a friend, a neighbor, a coworker. We certainly want to pray for them. Maybe you want you need prayer yourself and uh, you need prayer for the new year, you need wisdom, you need comfort. Uh, we're here to pray with you and to bless you in any way that we can. We are going to go to the East Coast to New Jersey for Richard. Is on line three. Hi, Richard.
2: Hi, how you doing?
3: Good. How are you today?
2: I'm doing good. Um, good. Do you, uh, I had that question I had asked you earlier. Is it, should I announce that or talk to you about it? What's that? Um, yeah. I was wondering, me and my friend were driving home from work and I had asked uh-huh. him, he's like a mentor to me, his name's Steve. And I'd hey. ask him if, if God knows our hearts and we're gonna go to heaven, he already knows all and the outcome of what our fate is. And so why do the people that he already knows our hearts are true and we're gonna be in heaven one day, why do we have to go through like the daily things that we go through? I consider this world like what we go through a lot is uh, you know, very hard and then if why don't we just go right to heaven? why we have
3: to deal with all this <laughs> yeah and and I kind of know that feeling sometimes. It's like, Lord, just I want to go home now, and I know for me i I would love it if the Lord came today, if he came for the church, if you know uh and but here's the thing that the Bible talks about how he desires for us to be light to others and a blessing to others. You know, it's interesting that in that heavenly scene of Revelation chapter 4, and I think that we're going to see that one day, as John is taken to heaven and he sees uh, the one who sits on the throne and and the things around the throne. He sees um, all those things uh, that proceed from the throne. But there's these four living creatures uh, that are there. And then there's the 24 elders. As you read the chapter in Revelation chapter 4, that says that the be that fall down before him, this is Revelation chapter 4, that, who sits on the throne, worships him who lives forever and ever, and casts their crowns before the throne, saying that you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. If you read the King James, it says that they were created for your good pleasures. When Paul was writing to the church at Ephesus, he writes about how we're saved by grace. Just as you were saying, you know, we're saved by grace. Um, The Lord knows who are his. Um, But he says something very important in Ephesians chapter 2. He says that, For by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So in that, Paul's telling us uh, that you're saved by grace. In the beginning of the chapter, he says you are spiritually dead, but God has made us uh, alive with his great love, which he loved us. He's rich in mercy. And even when we are dead in trespasses, he's made us alive together with Christ. And you're saved by grace through faith, not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. We can't earn our salvation. But then he says something very important in verse 10. He says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before them that we should walk in them. You see, here's the thing um, that you need to remember, you know, Richard, is that we are saved, but God has chosen to use us for his purposes, for his glory, for his workmanship. That word workmanship in the Greek literally means poem. It means that you are his poem and and he desires to use you, and he has prepared those works, that we may be a light and a witness to others. And that's something that is really important for us to keep in mind, to keep an eternal perspective. There are people around us, they don't know Jesus. They are lost. They don't know the glorious gospel. And the culture in which we're living in, the society in which we find ourselves in, less and less people there are some people who have never read a single verse in the bible they don't know the gospel and the only gospel that they're going to read initially is you that's you richard that happened today, you who are a believer a yeah and the, the lord the lord wants to use you and he wants you to be a light to others and for me it's like yeah i'd love the lord to come and take me, you know, I, I think that every believer should long for heaven. But as long as you have me here, Lord, I want to be used of you for your purposes and for your glory. And that's the answer that I have. And that's what I keep in my heart. I live for you, Lord. I live for you. I am your workmanship. I was created for your good pleasures. Does that help?
2: Yes, it does. And it makes sense. And I appreciate it. Amen. God bless
3: you. Thank you. Hey, Richard, be a light. Be a light to others. And one of the things ways that you can be light is you keep growing in the word. Keep growing in the word. Have a heart for the loss. Be in prayer. Lord, how can you use me today? And he does want to use us. And and I want I know I'm your workmanship. You have something for me to do that only I can do. He's placed you where he has placed you he wants to use you. So, just be open to the leading of the Lord to be a blessing and a testimony and a witness to others. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you. Can I pray? God bless Can I you. pray
3: for you? Let me Thank pray you. for you, Richard. Father, I just pray for Richard and his friend that as they're they're have these questions that Lord, the word of God just is so wonderful in telling us that God wants to use us, that we are here for such a time as this. And I pray that you would use them, that they would Uh, Have the heart of reaching those around them that don't know you to be a light and a testimony to them to grow in the word of God. And so, Lord, I pray you bless him, bless his mentor, that they would just keep, keep looking to you to be used of you until you take them home and uh, take all of us home in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: God
2: bless you, Richard. Amen.
3: God bless you. Always good to hear from you guys on the East Coast. Love to talk to you from Truth and Hope FM. I do want to remind you that as you're listening to Calvary Live, you are a week delayed in the program. Uh, But I know that many on the East Coast are listening online. And so we have a couple open lines. Give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And we'd love to be able to talk to you about the things of the Lord and to be able to pray with you. But in the meantime, as you are calling 303-690-3000, let's go to Denver where Veronica's on line one. Hi, hi Veronica.
4: Hi, how are you?
3: I'm good. How are you?
4: I'm okay. Um, I'm a little worried. My knee, I'm calling for my niece. She's really in a bad spot. She's had a really traumatic childhood and, um, her sister committed suicide about ten years ago. Um, a couple years after that, her she lost her brother as well. Um, they think it suicide as well. And so she's bipolar, and she's really been struggling. A couple months ago, she um, she was her kids were taken away from her, so she lost custody of two of her children, and so she's been really having a rough time. And now she's,
6: Absolutely.
4: she found out yesterday that she is being evicted from her apartment. And so I just want to get as much prayer for her as possible.
3: Absolutely. It sounds like a, a difficult season, a long season that she's been in with tremendous loss. And uh, so let's pray for her. Father, we just pray for Veronica's niece. You know who she is. She's been through just some some difficult losses and uh, a difficult time right now. She's facing uh, being evicted. Lord, um, she's struggling as uh, with this um, uh, bipolar. And Lord, I just pray that you would just, first of all, minister to her, her mind, to her heart. She's gone through loss. Um, tremendous loss of a sister, a brother, uh, in difficult circumstances. Lord, that somehow that she would come to know that you do love her still, that you would work and bring in healing to her mentally, um, emotionally, spiritually. Father, that um, that you would just uh, provide for her. And Lord, I pray for Veronica. I just pray that you would give her wisdom and being able to minister to her niece, that finds herself in in a hard place. And Lord, that you would work in um, her niece's life in every way that she needs. You know her needs. You love her. That somehow she would come to know that you love her. And I just pray that you would do that work in her and um, and minister to her powerfully. Um, and provide for her, comfort her in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We'll keep praying, so Veronica. Okay. Okay, God bless you. You have a good God weekend. Bless you, you bet. Bye-bye. You know, there's people all around us that need prayer, that need to be ministered to. Um, one of the things that I hope and pray for this year is that we would be open um, to ministering to others. Um, be sensitive to the leading of the Lord. Uh, the Lord has placed you in certain places where you live and in your job, and um, people are linked to you in your life because He wants to use you to, to be able to bring comfort and truth, speak uh, God's word into people's lives to give them a message of hope of the gospel to be a light to them, w- will we be open to that on a daily basis and and ask the Lord Lord, um, maybe there's a divine appointment you have for me today, Lord, how can I speak to somebody to be more sensitive to the to the Lord in that way? Um, we get so caught up with the things of life and the cares of life all of us do. We get busy, I find myself. And I think that the Lord would remind us that as we've entered into a new year, just to take the time to look around and be sensitive and be flexible to his leading and to be able to minister to others. And I really believe that those of you who are listening and all of us as Christians, that he has a divine appointment for us in this year for, to minister to others. Maybe somebody that we haven't seen for a while. Maybe there's a relative or maybe there's a neighbor that uh, you see come and go uh, day after day to be able to minister to them in practical ways, to be able to minister the love of Jesus Christ to them, to be able to to just uh, encourage them in the things of the Lord, speak truth into their lives, whatever it might mean. But Lord, just you guide me and direct me. And I'll tell you what, you will see the Lord use you and you will see the Lord open up those divine appointments for you to be able to minister to others. And so it kind of goes along with uh, what we were talking with um, Richard on the East Coast. Um, he wants to use us. He, he, we are created for his good pleasures. And uh, there's a lot of people that need to be ministered to in a day in which we're living in. Well, right now we've got all open lines, so I would encourage you, to give us a call. Grab one of those open lines. We're going to be going to break here in just a few minutes, but this is a good time to grab an open line. And uh, 303-690-3000, you're listening to Calvary Live with uh, Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. Always a pleasure to be with you, a, a pleasure to be with you, and a privilege to be with you as we have started a new year. Looking forward to what the Lord has for us. The text line for you to be able to ask a question or a prayer request is 720-336-0897. And so I'd love for you to be able to text in a question. I know that a lot of us are ending uh, the work week. Uh, Many have gone back to school, gone back to work. Uh, January is, even though it's sunny here in Colorado, It can be kind of dreary and things like that, but uh, let's make the best of ending the week uh, as you are headed home from school or perhaps you're in traffic. Maybe you're out on the Eastern Plains up here in Weld County, you know, driving the roads, um, and we'd love to be able to talk to you. So we're going to get ready to go to a break, so grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. The Lord is so good. And this is the opportunity for you to be able to call in and ask questions and to give a prayer request. And I know that some of you have that. And uh, we're very blessed by being available for you here on Calvary Live. So um, anyway, um, I got a few quick announcements. We're going to go to break. But we did another prophecy update on Wednesday night, this last Wednesday night. We did one New Year's Eve on Tuesday night, the 31st packed out we couldn't get another single person into the building. people are really wondering what is going on? what does the Bible say about the future and so it was just a great time in the Lord looking at scripture. we talked about we talked about the importance of watching and to be wise and discerning in the days in which we are living in. and so I did another prophecy update. On this last Wednesday, in light of the events that took place uh, with the missile attack of Iran on those bases in Iraq, with we had American troops, we thought maybe perhaps we were at war. So that we did uh, Wednesday night, great response to that. That is all available on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org. We're going to go to break, grab one of those open lines, and let's continue with the questions and prayer requests. Be right back.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. You just heard the two numbers, how you can be a part of the show. So call in and ask a question and give a prayer request. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. we got a couple open lines. And text in a question or a prayer request at 720-336-0897. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs, And uh, so glad that you have joined us, everyone that is tuned in today, wherever you are. Love to hear from you, so give me a call or give me a text. Hey, I was talking about our uh, last couple midweek studies that we have done. I did a prophecy update on New Year's Eve. Uh, well received people came from all over uh, the message was the church discerning the times or ignoring the times, and we need to be ones that are discerning the times in which we are living in. I, I really believe it's it 's sad to hear how that a majority a vast majority of the churches will not talk about the rapture of the church or teach through the Book of Revelation. We spent eleven months going through the Book of Revelation on Wednesday nights here at Calvary Greeley. And it was an incredible study. And there is a promise of a special blessing in the book of Revelation to those who hear the words, those who read the words, those who keep the words. And the last I checked, the book of Revelation is still a part of the canon of scripture. And so we need to be ones that are, um, you know, continuing to study the scriptures, all of it from Genesis to Revelation. The Lord desires for us to be discerning in the times in which we're living in. And as uh, you know, I've mentioned this before, not for the sake of being redundant, but it's interesting, on Christmas Eve, we mentioned the wise men coming from the East to, as they followed the Star of Bethlehem, uh, the religious leaders who told Herod that, yeah, the Messiah, our ruler, uh, is to be born in Bethlehem. They didn't even make a 10-mile trip to Bethlehem to check it out. And Jesus later on would rebuke them by saying, you can discern the face of the sky, but not the coming of the Son of Man. And when he wept over Jerusalem right before he went to the cross, he talked about their destruction. He said that your city is left to you desolate, and you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So, Uh, we're to be discerning so that was the teaching that was a great encouragement to us here at calvary greeley all who came it's on our website calvarychapelgreeley.org and then i did an update and we reviewed uh what uh, the scripture says about uh, ezekiel 38 because people were emailing they were texting saying is this ezekiel 38 with the missiles being launched into iraq and perhaps a possible war and of course, things have quieted down, but we went over that and uh, we just reviewed some things. And here's the thing, and then we're going to get to the phone lines that, um, you know, Daniel, you remember the story of Daniel that in chapter five, after 20 years of it, we don't know exactly what Daniel was doing from the time of chapter four, that chapter five, from the death of Nebuchadnezzar to where Belshazzar, his grandson, was ruling over the kingdom, that when the handwriting on the wall behind belshazzar who was having a party for thousands of his lords and leaders and 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 they were very scared they called for the magicians the soothsayers the astrologers interpret the handwriting on the wall that it was the finger of god as you are very familiar a lot of you the story and they couldn't do it and daniel came out and interpret the handwriting and listen you who are wise in the scripture And the Bible talks about how we have a glorious future, the church, the Lord is coming back, the events, the signs, um, uh, the birth pangs that are going to take place pointing to the soon return of Jesus Christ. We can be discerning in the day in which we're living in, and we can tell people, here's the handwriting on the wall. But it's going to be the ones that are wise in the Scriptures. And so that was something that we talked about. I want to encourage you in. And uh, so keep growing in the word of God and we're going to keep doing that even on Sunday morning as uh, we're in 2 Timothy that all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable so from Genesis to Revelation but we got an open line 3036903000 I do want to go to Kathy in Castle Rock Hi Kathy
1: Hi <laughs> thank you for my uh, well, for taking my call uh,
3: Thanks for calling
1: so I, um, my husband and I have a son with disabilities. He's higher functioning. And um, unfortunately, um, when he was growing up, it was, he got into, a friend introduced him to pornography when he was about 10. And and we struggled for all those years because he's smart and he would figure things out and how to get into it. And um, we, it was a full-time job just keeping him off stuff like that. Um, yeah. But as a result, um, you know, he has, he acted out and touched a girl about, on a, on the butt about three years ago. But he he's kind of, his age, even though he's, um, he's not a teenager anymore, he's still, still, you know, maturing and a lot younger in years than, in, in maturity level, rather. So now okay. he's involved with the courts and it's been, over three years and, and, uh, we're back in the courts. I I mean, as far as, um, because he broke probation by stealing my clothes, which is an issue he's had since he was 10. So we're back there because that was part of his probation requirements and he has to admit everything he's done. Um, but fortunately he's, he has been out of porn for eight months, and living okay. back with us. Okay. Um, and he's he's been out of it all that time, okay. and he's getting a lot of support. He loves the Lord. Um, okay. He goes to church, like in various Bible studies and and, and young adult groups, and, and even in the most excellent way, and okay. um, like three to four times a week. So he's very involved with the Church, as we are. And so... We've got a court date coming up for the broken probation. Our church, of course, is all aware. We've had very good support by our pastors, all for many years. So we just we just need prayer.
3: We need prayer, Father. I pray for Kathy, her son. It's been a long season with him and a lot of issues. But Lord, we're to know we know that you're the one that can free um, that you can free anyone from uh, addiction, whatever it may be. For pornography or drugs or whatever lord i thank you that her son is um, on the road to where he is around good support uh, most excellent way support from his church family we pray that you would really continue to work in his heart and changing his heart and freeing him from these struggles and these addictions lord i pray for the court case that it would work out in a way that, Lord, that would do him best, and, and, Lord, that you would just direct that and guide the decision. And, Lord, um, so, Lord, I do pray that you just be with Kathy to help her minister to her son and all the issues that are going on. May they keep him in a place uh, where he, Lord, encouraging him to stay focused on you, to, Lord, that you would give him the power to live a life for you, Lord, because it is the work of the Spirit, and I just pray that there be the full yielding and submission to you, and that you would show yourself strong on His behalf uh, in His life, in Jesus' name, Amen. Yeah. We'll Thank be praying, so Kathy. Much. Okay, Thank God you. bless you. Uh huh. Absolutely. You, you know, uh, she mentioned Most Excellent Way. Uh, I know that we have a that uh, Most Excellent Way ministry here for those who have any type of addiction. On Monday nights, Dan and Linda Jancic run it. They've been doing it for years here, and um, they really care for those people. So Monday nights here at Calvary Greeley. I know some of the other Calvaries have that um, at uh, Calvary Church in Aurora, just getting a note on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7 p.m. So uh, check, see if your church has got something, but it's an important ministry, most excellent way, um, you know, just... Uh, focusing on the Word of God and Jesus Christ, and uh, and it's good to have those who minister in those ministries. So just wanted to throw that out, um, and good to hear that Kathy's son is going to that. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to Lalo in Loveland. You're on Calvary Live. Did I say that right, Lalo? Lalo. Lalo, how are you?
6: Good, good. How are you, Pastor?
3: I'm good. Thanks for calling Calvary Live.
2: Uh, yeah, no problem. Um, I was wondering about, the, I think it's in Luke, where the when the, cave, when the rock was rode away where Jesus was, and they went in there, and they said they saw a man in there. Uh, is he an angel, or did they just leave that out of that
3: yeah. yeah, let's take a look at that. And you're a little broken up, but I think I got what you were asking about at the resurrection, at the tomb, that uh, as the women came to the tomb very early, it tells us in Luke's narrative in chapter 24, and as they were greatly perplexed, um, they went into the tomb. Uh, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They went in, did not find the body of the Lord Jesus, and it happened that they were greatly perplexed about this. Behold, two men stood by them in shiny garments, and then, as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? That he's not here but risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee. Uh, we know that there were angels at the tomb. Matthew tells us in his account, when the women came early in the morning, that there was a great earthquake, and an angel, the Lord, descended from heaven, rolled the stone back from the door and sat on it. And in the Greek, it indicates, That the angel picked up the stone and put it in a place by itself and then hopped up on top and the angel its countenance was like lightning it was so awesome that those roman soldiers uh you know were so scared that they freaked out they were like dead men and they ran and i just wonder if as the ladies were coming as you know both the all four gospels tell us that they came at the break of dawn, as they came, just right before the sun came up, if if they were coming to the tomb, that if you know those soldiers were running by and they're thinking, what is this all about? I don't think those women knew that the soldiers were there. I don't think they knew that the uh, tomb was sealed by the Roman seal as they closed it with that large stone, that they were guarding it, because I don't think the women would have come because they're wondering who's going to roll away the stone, so we can finish anointing the body. So all these things are taking place. But who they saw, they answer your question. In Luke's narrative, is those are angels that were there. And here's the other thing: we know that um, as you take the accounts back, um, um, is you take into John's account that the women would go and tell. The um, disciples that you know he, the body's not there, and Mary would come back in John's gospel, and she would go into the tomb, and there was a another angel that was there, and um, an angel or two angels, but she sees them, and then she turns away, and she sees Jesus, who she's supposed to be the gardener, but. What is interesting is, as we read about the empty tomb, um, that uh, it was uh, heard that would say um, that you know the angel is the um, the angels there. Woman, who you know? Why are you weeping? She said to them, "Because you've taken away my Lord." They do not know where they laid him. What amazes me about that text is. That she didn't say, "Oh, angels! I saw angels." She could care less about the angels, and I mention that because we live in, you know, some circles of Christianity that people are into, you know, visions and everything else. The one thing that she wanted was her Lord. That's the one thing that she wanted, and so she turns to see the gardener, who she supposed was the gardener. Jesus, you know, spoke to her. She realized that it was him, and then she embraces him. But she wanted the Lord. And you know she would say to them, you know, where have you laid him? I will go and get him. And she had such a deep love for him. So that's what I think about. But it was an angel that was inside of it. So, in the I didn't tomb. Even think
2: about that, I yeah, you're right. everybody else out
3: on the Yeah. So they were angels, angels at the tomb. But she didn't write a book about that. What the disciples. And what they focused was that the tomb is empty, that Jesus Christ is alive, and that's the message we have to give to others. So, hey, thanks. Appreciate your question. Good question. Keep reading your Bible, okay? All right, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. I think we have a couple open lines, but Jeff has been waiting patiently in Windsor. Hey, Jeff, how
5: are you doing tonight, Jeff?
3: Good, how are you?
5: Doing very well, thank you. I just want to first let you guys know that I, I really enjoy Grace FM, all the teachings throughout great. the day and everything. It's really, really helped my walk with, with the Lord over the last three, four years. So I, I appreciate Praise your God. teachings as well. So.
3: Preci- yeah, it's great to hear. It's a blessing, isn't it?
5: it? It is, it is. I heard Ed talking yesterday about how Grace FM you know, kind of got kick kickoff and everything way back when. It was an amazing story that God had uh, worked out. Yeah,
6: yes. Absolutely.
5: Anyway, my my question is, uh, it's a little bit different, but I was thinking if the rapture was to happen, say, on a Sunday morning, early in the morning, and uh, how many people do you think would be left, and especially sitting in the pews?
3: You know, I don't know. Um, that's one thing that um, is hard to tell. It, you know, it depends on the church. Um I would hope that if it happened on Sunday morning at Calvary Greeley, I would even though we don't have pews. Um, but you know, I would hope that most of us would be gone. I can't assume that everybody that's sitting in the sanctuary and in the coffee shop, or even listening, is saved. So, um, so I don't know. Um, I I do the thing that kind of has been on my heart. Jeff, is that the churches are not teaching on the rapture of the church. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's very unfortunate. What I've read is 90% of churches do not teach on the rapture of the church or through the book of Revelation. So it's the the wonderful promise given to us. There are more and more Christians that are being taught, unfortunately, in some circles of the church— they're being told there is no rapture of the church. Um, I heard one well-known uh, Bible teacher say that, you know, it's just imposed in the text that there's a rapture. Um, it's not imposed. It's there. First Thessalonians 4. Um, it is there very clearly that there's going to be a generation of Christians that one day is going to be taken to meet the Lord in the air. There's no question about that. there's not imposing anything into the text that they will be caught up. It's the uh Greek word harpazo where we get the Latin word rapturous where we get our English word rapture. It means a sudden taking. It's the blessed hope that Paul uh describes to titus um it is a promise to the church, but yet um many many pastors are. Um, choosing not to teach on the rapture of the Church. And I know that the Church can have different views of the rapture when it's going to take place. But to say that you're not going to teach on it and to say that it's not there in Scripture is something different. And I I think that what we're seeing, and that was part of— Jeff, you might want to listen to my message uh, on New Year's Eve. Uh, you can get online, CalvaryChapelGreeley.org— is the Church, are we ignoring the times or discerning the times? That that today there is a dismissing of end-time teaching and prophecy that is is not important, and if it is being taught, it's being taught in different ways. There's more the Church is becoming a replacement theology, um, that the Church is Israel. There is a growing trend in all-millenniumism, that there is no millennium reign, in the predest, view, or whatever the case may be. And I think that we can read the Scriptures very clearly and get the blessed hope of the rapture. God has a, a plan for the Church, and that is that someday He's going to take us home.
5: Right. And, uh, I agree. And I and agree with are... you're saying that the Church isn't really teaching it a lot, you know, from the, you know, say on the Sunday mornings, There are teachings, you know, throughout the week in Bible studies, but I agree it should be being taught more, so it's on top of people's mind because Jesus says to be ready, to be awake, to know the yeah, time. Exactly. Like you said earlier, things are you know, things are happening. It could be, you know, years. No one knows the time of the day, but we need to be we don't. ready. And I guess yeah. that's why I kind of put that question out there. You know, for people sitting around we need to be thinking about it. We need to be ready and, and, and aware that, hey, am I going, or is the guy next to me going? And we should be telling people, I think you mentioned that sure. earlier tonight. We should be, you know, telling people about Jesus every single day, you know. And like you and said, there's, there's a divine yeah. moment every minute to be able to just let somebody know, hey, do you know Jesus? And and let the Holy right. Spirit take over.
3: Yeah. And here's the thing, um, that it was um John that wrote that when we see him we will be like him, and he who has this hope purifies himself. In other words, that if we are living every day, that, as you said, we don't know the day or the hour. The Lord made that very clear. But if we live every day in the, in the expectancy of the return of the Lord, and if I wake up every day saying, maybe, perhaps, could it be that the one who loves me so much and went to the cross and died for me, that maybe, perhaps, maybe today that he's going to come for us. Or... You know tomorrow isn't promised to any of us and if we are living in that way that i have today i don't know if i have tomorrow the lord could come back today then you're going to purify yourself in other words you're not going to be living after the world and be all carnal and hanging out at places you shouldn't be there's going to be a purifying effect on your life and that's why one of the reasons why it's very important that we be looking watching and living for Him. He said, Occupy till I come. Appreciate it, Jeff. Good question. All right. God bless you. Hey, we got uh, some time left. Let's go to Colorado Springs to Devon. Hi, Devon.
6: Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. First, I want to say, man, you uh, your teachings and just your cool, calm demeanor, man, they uh, helped me through some hard times. I wish I'd lived there so I could go to your church and you could pastor me.
3: (laughs) Well, you know, Colorado Springs is only two and a half hours away.
6: (laughs) Yeah, I know, right?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I know. i got family that lives in Colorado Springs, so I've made that drive plenty of times.
6: Yeah, I drive from uh, the Springs to Denver a lot for my job. I'm driving now, actually, and uh, I always switch from uh, a 101.7 to 89.7 right when it cuts out.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you got a question for me, Devin? I'll let you ask it since you're driving, and, and, um, and okay. we'll try to answer it before the show ends.
6: All right, so my question is, if God does not accept human sacrifices, why did he accept Jesus?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. And Jesus, here's the thing, is you go through the animal sacrifices, and of course the Lord would not permit a human sacrifice. But the animal sacrifices, there was two important words. There is transference and substitution. So you were to pick out, a, if you sin, the sin sacrifice, pick out an animal without spot and blemish, and that you were to lay your hands on that animal, that animal became a substitute for you, and then your sins were transferred onto him, and then that animal would be sacrificed. Um, So that was... What God chose for an animal, an innocent animal, a lamb, a dove, um, would be for the Old Testament. When it came to the New Testament, sin is so serious. And if you read the book of Hebrews, um, that um, Jesus, God's son, it took his son, the perfect lamb of God, to die for humanity, to die for us when john saw jesus coming towards him john the baptist he said behold the lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world Um, and so it took god's son to make true atonement to take away our sins once and for all Uh, the animal sacrifices were not enough any person that had sin was not enough it took only god's son that was able to take away sin and without the shedding of blood, Leviticus says there is no remission of sin, and that's why he shed his blood for us.
6: okay Th- thank you so oh.
3: yeah it it's a little it's sometimes a little hard to grab, but that's what God declared that you know he, here's the thing about it um, Devon is Jesus said a prayer in the garden. He said, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And, and so in that prayer, what he was saying, if there's any other way for a man or a woman to be saved, then I don't need to go to the cross. He was talking about you know, the cup of suffering and death. That's why he was sweating great drops of blood, the passion, the agony of Jesus right before he went to the cross. And because he said i will take on the cup that the father has given to me there in the garden and because he freely went shows us that there's only one possible way for us to be saved and that is god had to send his only son the perfect lamb of god he was fully man and he was fully god and and to become a sacrifice for you and for me that was the only way for us to have hope if any other man went to the cross and said i'm going to die for your sins uh, that would not have been accepted, because we're all sinners. We And Jesus, who lived a perfect life, all of our sins were placed upon him, and then as he presented his blood, as the book of Hebrews says in the heavenly tabernacle, is accepted, and it takes away sin once and for all for us. So that's what the Bible declares.
6: Thank you, Ed. Um I'm going to have to call another time. I've got questions about have Hebrew six or six four, I okay. think, or three yeah three six yeah. Can't do that which one, but um, I know you're where
3: amazing, you're going man. with that. I really yeah, appreciate well, thank you. you. Thanks, Devin, and call us back. We're always here Monday through Friday to answer your questions. God bless you. Be safe as you're driving back and forth. All right. Thank you. God bless you. Good question. You know, sometimes these questions are a little bit challenging to answer, but, you know, Jesus is the one as the Lamb who in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to the living fountains of waters, Revelation chapter 7 says, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. You know, he is the great shepherd. Uh, He is the Lamb of God. And it's interesting in that heavenly scene of Revelation chapter 5, uh, that we see that um, John, who was weeping because the title deed of the earth, no one was worthy to open it, and he wept. And then they said, look, the lamb, uh, the one who looked like a lamb, slain from the foundations of the world, that he's worthy to open. Jesus was the only one worthy to die for you and for me for his sins. And that's the message to give to others, to, to, to the greatest news that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came and died for you specifically because of his love for you. And that's why he went to the cross. And I am thoroughly convinced as, as he took that cross and walked through the streets of Jerusalem and out the Damascus Gate into that place of execution, that he was doing it because of his love for you. It was you, you who are listening, that word was on his heart and on his mind. And he went to the cross for you because he loves you that you can have forgiveness of sin and the greatest need is to be forgiven of sin and to call upon the name of the Lord who rose from the grave and conquered sin and death. He is our salvation, amen? And I know that most of us declare that, but if you're listening and you haven't done that, you can declare in your heart right now and ask Jesus into your heart and forgiveness of sin and ask him to be your personal Lord and Savior, even right where you are, And, and to pray to him because he will hear you And whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hey, God bless you. Thank you for calling. Um, Have a great weekend. Be sure to be in fellowship. Go to church. Bring somebody with you. And we'll talk to you next time.